Welcome to Across the Board, your strategic strength and conditioning live video feed and podcast. I'm your host, Coach B. I'm joined by my two badass co-hosts, Coach Elise and Coach Kelly. And today, new year, new edition, we're talking goal setting, resolutions, all that good stuff. We're going to hit all sorts of stuff. This might be a little bit longer episode than some of the other ones because there's a lot of information to cover and how to set goals up and everything. I'm going to help these two set up their goals, and you guys will get an idea of how to appropriately do that for yourself as well. It's going to be a good good time. Uh, before we get into it, any recap that we got to cover down on over the last week or two uh, since our last episode? We had Christmas. Yep. Um, we went over on that last episode just sort of how to recap and look at our year. That's important stuff, by the way, when you're coming into goal settings. You have to know where you've come from to know where you're going. So if you don't stop and look at your year in review like we did last week, then you probably want to go back to that episode. Check that out. That's episode 13. Go through that one and get an idea of some of that stuff. And then come back on and check this episode out. Or just come back later if you want to watch this thing live. As always, while we're going through this stuff, if you have any questions, shout them out on here. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to answer them along the way. If not, we'll get back to you if we see this stuff pop up later along the way. Or you can always just send us an email, uh, coachb at strategicstrong.com, Elise and Kelly at strategicstrong.com. We'll answer your emails as well. Okay? Anything else? Let's get rolling with this thing, Matt. So, goals. This is a big thing in the fitness world. Everybody's got their goals, and right now we all have, like, Everybody knows New Year's resolutions come up. This is the big gym time. Everybody signs up and everything. And most people fail their New Year's resolutions by the by February 1st. They're already off of that wagon and everything. 80% of people actually <laughs> fail by mid-February. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. I think that you should make them. Um, but I don't think that you should focus on like cutting something out right away and stuff like that. There's ways to go about that appropriately. And resolutions at the end of the day are sort of mini goals. Like that's something that you want to achieve for the year. So I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I make goals for my year. And because I do them at the first of the year, they kind of fit into that mindset. And we might call them a resolution or not. But really, I'm making a goal. It, that way, it's not just like from year to year. I don't have like a start and end date on it. When I set a goal, my goal is done when the goal is achieved. Whereas if I have a New Year's resolution, a lot of times people, when they don't hit that resolution, they're like, oh, I fucked that up or I screwed that up and I can't do it anymore. So I, I, they just kind of forget about it and they act like they just can't keep going with it. Well, if you don't hit your resolution in this year or you don't hit your goal in this year, then you're still working towards it. You can still go. So I don't really like the idea of a New Year's resolution or something to do over a year. I like setting up appropriate goals, not having too many. Um, and, and having goals that are have different time spans, and that's kind of what I'm going to get into in just a second. Um, and I like goals that have different time spans and different, uh, like different levels of achievement, uh, different levels of work that you have to put in to get them and stuff. So I'm going to break that down in just a second when we get into goals. But while we are still on the subject of some resolutions, we all do have something because we do fall into the trap. Like I said, we make little goals or little resolutions anyways and some things that we do want to hit over the year might not be quite as like in the gym related as like numbers and stuff but we've all got our couple little things uh so far i'm doing really well with my resolution of just trying to give myself in a lot eight hours of sleeping time eight, nine hours of sleep uh i would have been really bad about that for over 10 years now um because of things that happened in the military and stuff and now i'm just 
digging in and trying to get that part because that is the foundation of fitness. So for me, one of my New Year's resolutions is throughout this year, try to give myself solid eight hours of sleep. And if I can't do it, like say like tonight, um, for instance, I if I go to bed at like nine, 10 o'clock, I have to be up at four in the morning to coach classes in the morning. There's no way unless I go to bed at an unreasonable time, like eight o'clock, that I can give myself that eight hour. So today I slept in a little bit extra this morning. Normally I would just take a nap because your naps actually count for like the day before. So like if I nap two hours today, that adds to my sleep tonight. So I get two hours of nap today, six hours of sleep tonight, I'm rested eight hours for my next day. Make sense? So that's how I set that up for me. Uh, it was some things that when I when I set that goal up, I have to like I have to actually plan out naps and stuff now. I've talked to Kelly and Elise about that too. It's a fitness thing, and my fitness does dictate sort of what I do here in the gym. So they understand like, oh, Brendan had this a lot of time on these days, so this is where he pieces out, and he's not to be bugged unless it's an emergency. Good stuff like that. Now. That's my big one that I'm working on. What's a, like a little resolution, not like a big goal or anything, but what's something that you're hoping to kind of chip away at this year or, or knock out for you guys? We were talking a little bit about something similar with bedtime, about maybe an earlier bedtime. Right. Um, I suffer from like really bad depression and anxiety, which has been a thing for a long time. But getting out of bed in the morning is really, really hard sometimes. Um, it's just kind of like a never-ending battle, but I'd like to start going to bed earlier and really pushing myself to get up and just get out of bed. I think that's like, it sounds so basic, but it really makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my little goal right there. The basics do make a big difference, guys. Remember when we talk about fitness, you always hear me talk about fundamentals and foundations and developing that base. So like your max overhead squat or your max snatch, it will always get better if you make your air squat better. Does that make sense? Well, if it, it sounds basic to just get to bed a little bit earlier, but it is difficult to do, just like it's difficult to work on your air squat. It's one of those things that's so easy to do, it's easy not to do. And a lot of people skip it by because of that, and that's actually where it becomes difficult. So pointing out that it is basic and realizing that and realizing that it's still like a, a something that you should prioritize, I think is a really important step in the whole process knowing that it's oh it's not just some basic thing i can get to it no that's where you start that's your base and it's all going to get better from there good call kelly what about you coach what do you got this year well sleep little... is not a problem right? <laughs> no, yeah. no it's not it's uh, ridiculous but what is a problem is and what i'm going to focus on uh small and minimum is exactly what I'm looking at. I'm looking at minimalizing a lot of things that I do in my life yep. because I'm huge on like the, you know, squirrel on coat kind of bouncing around and going, <laughs> I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And uh, over the past, over the past year, I was starting to dial that in and I'm doing it further. I'm doing it mm -hmm. uh, not only with my fitness, with my fitness goals and what I do in the gym, just working on like the bare minimum, not the, not the sexy stuff all the time. I don't need to be able to like pirouette on my hands, but like having a really good core is what I need. At home, like, you know, I don't need to get 16 different pairs of shoes, like one or two pairs of shoes, good. Doing that, just minimalizing everything in my life so then I get maximum enjoyment out of what I have. You just lost all your female followers no. right there. That's fine. The shoes. <laughs> That's fine, it's not fine. All right, um, anyways, so good stuff. Minimalizing a little bit. Minimalizing. 
getting a little bit more sleep by way of going to bed earlier. And for me, it's just getting more sleep by way of scheduling my sleep and making sure that I allot enough time because that was a big problem for me. So those are more resolutions, okay? And you guys, I'm, I'm saying this so that we can kind of separate sort of those differences. These are like these little things that we can chip at all year. They're just sort of our goals, what we want to get out of the year, not fitness-related goals. While they will enhance fitness, they will enhance a lot of things in our lives, they're just this little thing that, like, this is my one thing that I want to get this year. And that's what your resolution should be. You shouldn't have a list of resolutions. What you should have a list of is goals because goals don't end year to year. Okay, Goals, when you don't complete it, the work continues. Right? And like I said, with resolutions, if you don't hit that spot next year, you're going to be like, well, that one didn't work. I'll come up with a new resolution. Or you might just reinstate that resolution and continue the work there, but most people don't. And most people feel like with resolutions, once you've gotten off that wagon, like say I've gone two days, but say like tonight I don't get enough sleep, a lot of people are like, oh, it's done, I already blew my resolution. Because the goal of a resolution is to do it every single day. Goals don't care if you miss a day. That goal is still there tomorrow. Just like that resolution is, and that is the right mentality of it. Remember, a resolution is just kind of a mini goal anyways. But I think that there's just something different. There's something different in the connotation of resolution versus goal. When it's goal-oriented, people just see if I have a day off that I didn't get to my goal, well, then I just got to buckle down and get more work in the next day. Where resolutions, people feel like they're dropping off. So let's get into the goals of what we're looking for. Um, now, the way that I teach people to set goals, I like athletes to have three goals for a year and then a series of lifetime goals, one to five lifetime goals, okay? Um, I'm going to get into the importance of a lifetime goal towards the end of this, but let's start off with our, our three, like how we break up our, our annual goal, okay? So what you're going to want is to break up your year into three phases, okay? You have the overall year. That is your macro phase, okay? Then you have like a segment of the year, but a good portion of it. We'll call that a meso goal or a meso phase, okay? And then we have something that can be achieved in like a month, and that would be like a micro goal or a micro phase. All right, so if we're talking about, for instance, uh, like training for the CrossFit Games or a weightlifting I'll use weightlifting as a, uh, excuse me, I'll use CrossFit Games as, a, as a, an example since most of my followers are CrossFitters and understand how our season goes with Open and Sanctionals and that the CrossFit Games. So the CrossFit Games Open, if you're an athlete that wants to go from and qualify from the Open, too easy, then your goal is to qualify, what, in November, right? Yep. So your whole year really has to be oriented from right now to November, all right? And you would have to go from last November to November. For the sake of making this easy, I'm gonna shift everything over a little bit to January, just so you guys can kind of understand this and we don't have to go like off years. But essentially what you would do as a CrossFit Games athlete, if you were setting goals, say you didn't qualify this year, but you were just outside and you know that you were weak. That was your that was where you lost it. It was in the strength aspects of fitness. All right, what you're gonna do right off the bat is you're going to set some micro goals, okay? You're going to set things that you can knock out in like a month, and you're going to have uh, downside of using Wi-Fi and stuff, not being driven right into the internet. Uh, but anyways, we were talking about micro goals, macro goals, and, excuse me, micro goals, meso goals, and macro goals. Um, so I was using the example of a CrossFit Games athlete who was too weak 
uh, who, who their, their actual <coughs> physical strength was a, a detriment to them in their season or in their, their run to the CrossFit game. So that athlete would set a micro goal of like significant strength gain, something that they think is like achievable in one to three months. Okay. That first little chip of the year. Okay. And then from there, they would set out like a mesocycle, okay, or a much longer cycle. So they might have like a couple small strength goals that they're right there. Say like Coach Lise wants to go to the CrossFit Games and she needs her take three this time. Hopefully we didn't lose anybody else. We just restarted everything. So fingers crossed we don't lose our internet connection again. Or we might have to adjust higher and finish this up later. But let's get into this. So we have our three phases. Um, like I said, I, Let's just kind of skip ahead because I think I'm, I'm going to lose some of this in translation with all these videos getting jacked up. Let's just talk about, for us, a micro goal, a meso goal, and a macro goal. So a micro goal is something that you can achieve within the first one to three months of the year. You, you're already kind of close. You know that, like, say, for instance, Kelly deadlifts 203, okay? And she has been training hard and everything and stuff, so she knows that 213 is just like a training cycle away. She just has to grit in and do it, and she can achieve that goal, all right? Those micro goals, that doesn't necessarily mean that you knock it out right away. It's just something that you know you can take one to three months of dedicated effort, and you know you can hit that goal. I like to keep them in one-month spans, all right? And a lot of times, I save my micro goals for a little bit later in the year for when I need a bump. I don't just start my year with getting them. The one that I usually start my year with is actually my meso goal. A meso goal is a goal that it's going to take a little bit longer. You, you still should think that you can achieve that goal, okay? For instance, one of Elise's, um, one of Elise's meso goals is competing in a time trial for her obstacle course racing, okay? Um, now, I don't know if you knew that that was a meso goal, but because that happened, you're not training the whole year for it and everything it's just part way through the year but you are doing a significant train up more than one month you can't just train up for that in one month that's something that stretches out a little bit you want to perform well on that so she's got her meso goal there for us that are just training the meso goal might be again might be some weightlifting numbers might be like a run time and stuff like that uh again if you run a seven minute mile and your goal is to run a six 50 minute mile, or take five seconds or 10 seconds off your mile, that's probably not a very good example of a meso goal or even a macro goal, unless you've been stuck at that six or that seven minute mark for like years and plateaued there and done everything. So taking five seconds off will be a big deal. But for most of us that are training and our training, uh, our training age is like one to three years, you're still in that newbie gain window where if you just dedicate into a program, especially if you've never done a running program, you're gonna take huge numbers off or a weightlifting program, you're gonna put huge numbers on your stuff. So keep that stuff in mind when you're setting those goals. More appropriate goal at that point might be to take 30 seconds off. And that's a solid meso goal that can definitely be achieved with sticking to your program over the course of like three to six months, something like that. But, um, but at the same time, like it's not just gonna be like, oh, I can walk my way to that, you know what I mean? Now those macro goals, the annual goal, a lot of times we set those up around like competitions and stuff like that. Those are great, great ways to set those up. Other people that aren't competing as much just might have like specific numbers that they wanna achieve. Some people like, for instance, I get a number of athletes that are like, I wanna do my first pull-up. Now, 
if you're an athlete that's already lean enough, like these two over here are, and they both can do pull-ups, but um, say that they did not have pull-up, but they're, they're pretty strong, they're pretty lean, they're at the right size and everything, for those athletes, that becomes a meso or micro goal. Like for Kelly, that would be a meso goal to get a bunch of strict pull-ups in there. She's already got kipping pull-ups. She can sometimes do that strict one here and there and stuff. So that's going to take, you know, three to six months of real dedicated effort. She's going to get that. Coach Elise doing more strict pull-ups would be a micro goal because she can already do one or two. So to get to like five, that's just like a month's worth of dedicated effort for her. Now, let's say we have an athlete uh, that shows up at the gym maybe three, four months ago that's like, I want to do a pull-up, but they have weight loss to go through. They have kinesthetic awareness issues to learn and all that stuff. Now we're talking about an athlete, and you may be one of these athletes that really wants that first pull-up but knows that you've got to get lighter first. So there's step one. Then you've got to learn all the fundamentals of the pull-up and everything and learn that body awareness. There's step two. And then you've actually got to do all those little drills and everything to get start making that happen. There's step three. And then step four is testing out that pull-up. You may not even get there this year, but if you really set that as a goal and commit to it, you're going to do all those little things along the way to get that pull-up. And let me add to that. By setting your macro goal first like that, it instantly filled in your meso and micro goals. If your macro goal is to do your first pull-up and you know you have weight loss to do and learning to do, well, guess what? The weight loss becomes your micro goal. We can shrink that down. We can get you started. Boom, let's get attack it right away. Let's get you lean within the first one to three months of the year. Let's get that weight off, okay? Now, if you've got significant weight loss to happen, then that might have to stretch out more towards that meso goal too, and we'll talk about that we need to go down the road. But for most of our athletes that I'm talking about, at least, that maybe just have a little bit to lose and they're plenty strong enough to get there, we could probably get you lean enough in a month, one to three months of some real dedicated effort. That's a micro goal. Then we just maintain what we've achieved in that micro goal. Maintain that. Build off through that meso cycle. Your meso and micro goal can start to, you can start working on them at the same time. Okay. Really, you're working on your macro goal at that same time as well, all right? Your goals should all feed into each other. They shouldn't be wildly separate, okay? Um, so trying to avoid picking, like, a weightlifting goal here and a running goal for the macro and this and that. Try to let them, like, that, let that macro goal fill in what the rest of those, what the path is to get there. And you'll see, like I just said, oh, I got to lose a few pounds. All right, so I can do that in one to three months. Then I just maintain it. Now I got to start working on all these pull-up things. I'm going to start doing bent over rows, ring row, negative pull-ups. I'm going to do months of that. That's going to take a lot longer and be more difficult than shedding weight is for most of our athletes. Okay? And then from there, we get to start testing out and playing around and seeing how close we can get to that and get to that pull-up by the end of the year. Okay? Make sense? Yep. So there's a good example of what we would use like that, that, that macro, meso, and micro goal cycle for. Um, and with that being said, we're going to get into a little bit with these guys and see what we can set for goals for them and see if we can kind of work our way back through the system. Sometimes you end up with more than three goals, but we're going to try to pin down three that are sort of like the priorities. I know if I hit this micro goal, it's going to help feed my meso goal. And if I hit this meso goal, it's going to help feed and give me the best chance to achieve my macro goal. And we're going to work backwards from there. Okay. So let's do this thing. At least I know that you've got some OCR stuff. 
yes. coming up this year. And you've got a big year. And I know that it's a time trial year, but you're also probably doing another beast and all that stuff. Yes, and getting I back am. out there, you know, and what well, are you doing another trifecta too? Yep, doing another trifecta, second and, year. And she's really she's going in age group this year, so this year will be sort of she'll get to see sort of where she stands as far as like in the, the world qualifications and everything. Uh, she may even qualify for worlds, we don't know. We'll see how our train ups go. I'll do good. Yep. But um, what sort of what sort of goals do you have? What do you think is your like big one? If you if you win the year, what's it gonna be if you achieve it and stuff? And then from there let's talk about what we can maybe do, you know, starting from really simple stuff and then well, each individual race has their own goals. So trifecta is three races. One's a three mile, one's a 10 mile, one is 13.1. It's more, it's like 15. It's, it says 13.1. They're supposed to be standardizing it the whole thing. Um, so for the biggest one, the 13.1, uh, it's gonna be really about, I wanna get about it, uh, well, uh, I wanna, fix my nutrition so then I'm not having the same cramping problem that I had the last time I was on the mountain and I'm able to overcome it. For the smaller races, I'm looking to shave about 45 minutes to an hour depending on the race off, which is completely achievable for me because of the way that I was going through last year. It's just a little bit more dedication to uh, cardio and getting I treating it like a run, really. Okay. I get out on I get out and start Pound to mouse fault. Okay, cool. So we've got a couple of things. We know we've got the beast. The beast is the big one, and you have to train for it uh, no matter what. Even uh, one of my athletes who didn't specifically train for the beast, uh, Coach Ron, when he did it, he did do every single workout at my gym from when he started here in like April, May. He did every single workout that I programmed, and then some leading from May up to that race. And he did a bunch of stuff. On between and he's a runner and everything so he still was training just not specifically for the race like Elise and Lawrence and Matt were. Um, but that being said there was still a training and there's a lot of carryover in my program for those sort of things so uh, definitely training has to happen for that specific race and that sort of like that's the big goal because that race is something that you can't just walk onto and and, and achieve and, people do they break yep and they do every year she saw a bunch of people break um and even if you're fit enough you may fall and get hurt stuff like that so there's a number of things that you need to kind of prepare for one of the big things that elise said is nutrition so obviously the mac the macro goal is really the whole trifecta but the trifecta kind of feeds towards that beast anyway so we're going to call the macro goal the spartan beast again that was a big i got like the year is kind of like after that it's smooth sailing you won the you won the year um she said right off the bat nutrition is a big thing well nutrition is kind of tough to set goals with because we can if i set it as like a micro goal we can hit that right off the bat we can do nutrition as a micro goal within the first month have it squared away but then like i said we have to maintain it all right so that turns into a micro goal to fix your nutrition but then it goes into a meso and macro goal to maintain that along the way. So it can be a little tricky, but just getting that first bump, setting that goal and knowing where your baseline is, it's huge. So honestly, I would set your micro goal as the nutrition because that's the easiest one. You can fix that day to day and at any day, just fix, flip the switch and fix it. And even if you're, un, even if you're screwed up two, three weeks out from your race, 
you still have time to fix it. There's never a bad time to square your nutrition away. You just need like two, three days to kind of cleanse your system and then go a week or two and you'd be surprised what sort of a bump you can get with pumping in water and stuff like that. So we're gonna keep that as a micro goal for you. And your meso goals are gonna be all that other training that you were doing and specifically your other races achieving because you've got a couple different shorter length races that are gonna be good little gauges on where you're doing. So in the first one, if you don't take that half hour off, you only took 20 minutes. All right, still working at it, still chipping away. The next one, same thing, 20 minutes. All right, now I have to change some things in my program to see. But as long as we see that coming off over the year and we're still chipping towards that half hour, 45 minutes off of our race time and stuff and we see that moving, we're getting there. You know what I mean? That's something that you still have to work at. But like you said, you haven't been training super specifically for this stuff. You've been kind of like you're a very fit person and you do love obstacle course races and stuff and you do do some training for it, but you haven't been treating it like like a pro athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this year she's this starting to cross. Yeah, this is the first year that she's sort of crossing that line and taking it a lot more seriously. So this is a good time to start looking at that stuff that way. You have your nutrition, simple micro. You have those actual races and all that training in there. That those are your meso goals, getting those times down. And then the macro goal is just completion of that beast. And that is the goal. And every year you can't go off your times the year before because the weather changes. One year they've had snow. Last year was awful wind and rain. She could go out next year and it could be the nicest day of the year and a perfectly clean course. And they might take an hour off the course. But it has nothing to do with her fitness. That just has to do with the course being in better shape or worse shape. So with the beast, you can't really plan to take a time off of that necessarily, but you can plan on completing it better. And if she completes all those goals along the way, if she's getting faster runtime, she's getting fitter. If her nutrition is on point, she's getting fitter. There is no way that you're going to go through that race unless barring injury or anything like that and feel worse at the end. You know what I mean? So the goal is really to get through the Spartan and do it with a little bit more grace than we did last year, which we did do it very gracefully, but I'm just saying, like, to get through and to feel like you got through and, like, achieved something and didn't totally, sm- like, it's going to smoke you no matter what, but to feel like you got through it and you didn't just, like, go through a stay at Guantanamo Bay, you know what I mean? So I think you're going to feel like that anyways, that sort of race, but, again, the goal is to feel like you improved along the way and gotten better and your your recovery is better from all that stuff. It's okay. I'm chasing that feeling now. That was awesome. Good. So, and that's good stuff. So what do you think about your, your goal setup for the year? I like it, but I want to add in a little bit more on the dedication to – I want to add in a little bit more dedication to the running and getting that run time down because it's something that I didn't focus on really at all last year, and it's the first thing that I'm really including into my – into my stock. Got you. Sorry, folks. Anyways, um, so that's where uh, I should have sent you over there. Yeah. Kelly yeah. The next one. yeah, but I really want to dedicate time to to running and really. Uh, I'm gonna take some cues from our. Uh, I'm gonna take some cues from. Our, our big runners, our big marathon runners, Ron, Matt, Lawrence is now getting there. He's run two halves so far. Yep. Probably going to run a couple more this year. I don't know. Um, so take some cues from them, really start focusing on running with them, getting Brandon into it, uh, use, and really lean it on those guys for that because that's, that's a real weakness of mine. 
not only that, I think uh, I'm doing a little bit of programming with Coach Elise and with Warrant and, and stuff because they're taking their stuff a little bit more seriously this year and setting them up uh, a little bit more um, appropriately on how to mix in some of their new things that they're using to train, like Elise is dedicating some time to weightlifting in the Barbell Club, so it's Lawrence, to help gain strength along the way. Um, she actually does not, it's kind of, it might sound strange to some of you guys, but she doesn't have goals related to that aside from getting stronger and having that feed her obstacle course racing. We're actually experimenting a little bit with the Barbell Club, uh, letting those guys, or letting Matt from the club uh, show how we can enhance um, her fitness through you know, a little bit of dedicated weightlifting. And on those days specifically, she's only weightlifting. So it's all focused on that. So we're really gonna be able to take a part where she's weak, you know what I mean? Like with that running and give her dedicated days and times to really focus on that. Um, breaking down the program like this has really helped a lot, I think. And again, it's another reason why it's important because if you just look at it and you're like, I want my times to get better, but you're not setting yourself, you're just going to CrossFit and trying harder. like you're not really setting yourself up for that sort of success. Right now, at least realize that she wants to run faster and that she needs to get stronger. So as you see, she's talking about a running program with the runners at the gym and she's doing a weightlifting program. And then obviously there's a lot of gymnastic stuff that are related uh, to obstacle course racing. So she actually has a separate, just a simple muscle up um, fundamental program and a foundational program to start to develop the muscle up along the way but not tax her nervous system because we're focusing hard on the other thing. Yeah, you want to freak some people out on an OCR course, perform a perfect muscle up when you're going through one of the bar things. Freaks that everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> uh, Coach Shelley's moving some things around, so I'm going to get into some of my stuff real quick. Um, my goals are a little bit different. Uh, I, this is probably the first year that I don't have a competitive goal in fitness or a weightlifting goal or anything this year is entirely dedicated to health and trying to set an example of that in my gym and build that culture. And a lot of that comes around me. And because my foundation start in my program, my methodology starts number one priority at sleep and then number two at nutrition, those are where I'm starting off. Um, I already talked to you guys about my New Year's resolution about sleep, excuse me. And I talked about how nutrition can be a very quick fix and get going with that. So um, over the course of this year, my whole macro goal, actually, like I said, not really very fitness oriented. Um, my macro goal is simply to just feel lean enough and fit enough and confident enough to do like a photo shoot. And I know I'm kind of there, like I've got leaned out, I have a six pack again and everything. But at the same time, I'm skinnier than I want to be now because I haven't been able to train because of the shoulder injury. Um, that's another thing too of my goals. I want to make sure that I can recover that as well and improve movement. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But because of the shoulder injury, I'm not able to train the way that I like to and kind of like, I don't want to just be lean. Like I want to look like strong. There's a bunch of skinny dudes out there with that. It's like, I want to look don't strong. Want skinny I, want, I want skinny fat. I want to look strong. I'm, I, I definitely don't look skinny fat. I look I look more wiry right now than anything. At least I think so. They're like usually I'm a strong man guy, so I'm a little bit bigger than this. So I'd like to stay this level of lean, or maybe even shred up a little bit more. But I'll go out a little, like get get a little bit more size back on once I'm able to start training a little bit past this injury. Um, so I'm setting a goal of sometime towards the last three months of next year to do to set up and do some sort of a photo shoot. 
and that is going to facilitate my other goals. Number one, again, I'm starting with nutrition because it's really, really easy and it's the foundation. And I already talked about sleep. Sleep is one of those things that if I don't get it, I'll just get it the next day. I'll get back to that. All right. So I'm, I'm, that's just, that's a priority. It's not even, I don't even include it into a goal anymore. For me, this is something that I need for my life. Um, it's like drinking water. All right. So I'm making, I'm making sleep water to me. I'm just kind of converting that in my mind over the next month or two. So my first micro goal is going to be adjust the nutrition and get that boom honed back in and make it so that one of the big things for me is I want to make my nutrition and her nutrition kind of match up and sync up. So that way we're not necessarily eating at the same times, but we can use a lot of the same foods because we've had a bad problem with using different foods and different meal plans along the way. And it creates an issue where we're just, there's so much crazy food in the house and like we're eating at different times and there's always a mess. So to be able to like get into meal prepping and working with my wife a little bit more on that, I think it's going to be helpful. She's also a little bit more bought in into some of my uh, nutrition methodology and everything that she has been in years past. Um, as long as you don't go back to the vertical diet, I can't survive that shit. No, no, no. <laughs> that was that was that was a specific thing that I did to to get ready for a strongman, uh, a powerlifting competition, um, and and it's just two months of hard work with that. And I, I wouldn't want to go back to that either. That's something that this one over here I'm going to talk to you about in just a little bit. <laughs> something that she should do because she has um, some tummy issues. So to help with eliminating some things there, but we'll get into that in a second. My goals, like I said, nutrition first, and then with nutrition, it's going to be to continue to find ways to avoid sort of painful movements and continue to work on my physique and fill in some of those gaps along the way. I still want a very important to me to maintain function. I'm not one of those guys that'll piece off and go to the global gym and and stop deadlifting unless like right now I can't really because I can't but even there I'm doing a lot of like I'll do stuff where I could like hook a, pros, a prosthetic on and then uh, pull with my left arm and things like that so I'm still going to maintain a lot of like functional strength things like that but I don't know if my goals are as like weight lifting related I'm very happy now with squatting 225 and deadlifting 315 and just doing that with like really good form and and getting my shoulders moving and working again you can build up mass and size if you do it properly with those things. So I'm going to get a little bit more, some bodybuilding stuff, um, and see if I can get my macro goal, get my body to that position where I'm really comfortable doing that shoot and actually sack up and schedule that shoot um, and all that stuff. So that's sort of where I'm going with there. So oh, my, <laughs> my phases, yeah, I know she will. My phases, she might be in the shoot. Anyways, my phases will be nutrition first, very early this first month hit hard and I'll throw sleep in there just for the sake of it for now. But like I said, sleep to me came water this month, changed it completely, need it. So nutrition. And then from there, my meso goal is all those little fitnessy things, getting myself back into shape so I can hopefully start lifting again, not into shape necessarily, but getting myself recovered so I can start lifting. That's my meso goal. I can't fix it in a day. I can't fix it in a month. It's going to take months of re, re reassessing like getting some muscles firing again in my shoulder getting the hips working right and everything getting ready to go out hard and everything and then boom schedule that shoot once i'm flying stuff so that's how my year is going to go a little bit different usually you guys hear me talk about like a competition goal or a weightlifting goal i still have my lifetime goal on my deadlift not letting it go yet all right it's still there we'll talk about lifetime goals in a second but okay let's get into your stuff Let's talk about some stuff that we can do for you. All right. Um, 
well, a few things. I don't know which order is what, but I Let's, do have the Spartan Sprint in May. Mm -hmm. So that's something I want to get my back recovered and I want to go through all of that really. I want to recover my back. Yes. Um, and by the end of the year, I would like to be able to start doing some of the strongman program stuff. Badass. So this actually fits really well with a lot of like what I was hoping to kind of program along the way for her. Um, Kelly, we've talked a lot about Kelly is an awesome strongman athlete, your strong woman athlete. While she's never competed before and never built herself up to be that level of strength, when we started working together, she like she wanted to do, like I asked her a bunch what she wanted to do, and some people had said this and that, and I was like, no, what do you want to do? She's like, I want to be a badass, I want to be strong. Cool. Well, let's go move an atlas. Let's stump. go to badass Like, let's go to badass school. Let's do this. So I started her an unconventional way to start people with fitness. Uh, I started her with more strongman stuff. Instead of looking at like, let's lean out, let's do, let's just make you as badass as you want to be and feel. And because we kept it lighter and moved with good technique, she did still lean out. She looked great while she was doing it, but she has very good movement for that. And she took to it very well. And it got her core probably fitter than anything else that we've done along the way. Um, and she liked it. So Kelly, uh, we, me and her, I've been talking over the years. She's built very well for it, especially for the lighter weight classes. And we talked about maybe getting her back in shape and getting her into her first strong woman competition. Um, we're looking to find one, hopefully towards like either the beginning of next year or end of this year and everything. And I think that if we start there as your big macro goal, the rest of that stuff is going to feed in along the way. And Elise did go and sign Kelly up because all of our athletes got to be a certain level of fit regardless of what we're doing. Elise did sign Kelly up for a Spartan Sprint. And this is something that anyone should be able to, if you're going to the gym a little bit, you should be able to knock it out. Kelly does have some back issues, so she has some things to recover along the way. Three months of CrossFit, that's all you need. Not Kelly. Um, she's got some other things to recover along the way, like I said. So Kelly's mesocycle is going to kind of fit around, but may push past that Spartan sprint. I'm not making the sprint your goal. The sprint is actually going to be a nice test to see how you're doing to achieve the, that spinal stability and that core stability so your back doesn't hurt as much. If you go through and you're doing good, doing good, doing good, and then like you get two miles into a three-mile race and it starts to blow up, well, we know we can go this far before it starts to hurt, but we've got vast improvement over now where if we have Kelly run a mile, she's going to be hurting her back right off the bat, and that's on flat ground and stuff. So, and it's not saying that she can't run a mile. She did a few weeks ago in the, uh, when we did Clovis, but she paid for it a little bit. We were a little sore the next day, right? Yeah. So uh, the goal is to make it so that we're not paying for it when we go through this stuff. And that's where our mesocycle is going to come into play there. Okay. Now, that is going to be a long-term process to make that, that core recovery and constant dedicated effort and making sure that we continue to build on those improvements. What do you think is something that we can probably do in a short period of time that will still facilitate and, and eat a lot of that stuff, but get you sort of heading towards your goal? Like nutrition-wise or strength? Nutrition-wise is a good one, but I'm gonna get away from nutrition because we both talked about it. I've right, got a good so, one for you if you don't mind me punching it in. Sure. I think that your micro goal should just be getting into the habit of having three to four dedicated training days a week. These are the days that you yep. come in and train no matter what these are my days these are my times don't get out get out of my way i'm mad at you if i miss this you know what i mean right. like Dedicate, these are my time. so i think that's a good one because you can start that now 
and you can make it a habit within a month. Right. And then from there, if you fall off, it's just, oh, I did it. I get back on that horse, and you just keep going. And that's going to facilitate that goal. And I think that that's a great micro goal to start with. While it's not like a number or fitness-related thing, that's there's so still a quantifiable number you can see there. Three days a week, and it's something she's not necessarily doing all the time right now. She'll go three, four days on, and then we have a bunch of stuff that happens, and life happens and stuff, so we don't get a day in, and then it's like five days, and then two days. So right now, like I think that we should just set in as a micro goal for you, moving forward, like whatever next week or whatever. Just let's start getting three days, and if you don't get it right off the bat, it's okay. Got that next week. Got that, and you don't have to necessarily wait till the next week. If you miss one of those training days get to that next training day just pick it back up it's a non it's not that great a lot it's because you're gonna get sick along the way and miss training days that's never an excuse to mix that next or miss that next one because oh it's like when people like mess up on their diet they eat some oreos one night and they're like oh no so then they go and get like five guys the next day and then eat the rest of the bag of oreos the next day and it's like i already messed it up it's like yeah you messed it up but get right back on it and it's gonna like your body's not even gonna notice it the reason why you feel like crap after three four days is because you tank your diet for three, four days. Well, same thing if you're used to going to the gym, but then you miss one of those days. Well, you miss that one day, you're not gonna feel that bad. But if you miss three, four, five days, or three, four weeks, you're not gonna feel bad again. Okay, and you get a restart all over. And because it's a micro goal, you can restart it and get it right back at any point in time of the year. You can pick any point in time of the year and start hitting that. That's just one that it's nice to start now and get get at it now. Make sense? Those are good examples of, for the three of us, what we have for um, micro, meso, and macro goals along the way. You guys have for lifetime goals. Do you have some, or do you want me to help you pick them? Oh, God. Let me start with mine, okay? So I have a lifetime goal, and it's going to be extremely difficult. I know that it's been achievable before. There's been days that I've, I've been able to do it, and I didn't because I'm saving it for, like, a competition or something. Like, I'm not just going to whip this thing out there. And, and for no reason and risk hurting myself because of the amount of stress that's actually going to be hanging off my arm and the amount of stress that it'll put on my, my hips and everything to actually make it happen. But I want to deadlift 500 pounds. And I've been very close. I'm up to the 475 range. Uh, there's days that I definitely felt like I could pull the five. In fact, I've had people tell me, like, Dude, you could definitely pull the five today, but it wasn't for a competition. Not worth, like The risk to reward wasn't there for me. And remember, I am hanging a prosthetic strap off of my arm, and, and it, there's a lot of pressure there that a lot of people don't. Like, it might look easy, but there's a lot of things that hurt when I do it. Um, so that's that's a big deal for me to pull um, to pull the 500. That's, that's five wheels and a little bit of change plates on there on each side. It's a lot of weight for me. And especially because I plan on being lighter when I do it. I don't, I want to pull that 500 now. Like my lifetime goal is not to do it at like, not just to do it anymore, but I want to do it under 185 pounds because then I'm competitive in that lighter strongman weight class at that point. Because a lot of those guys are 500 pound deadlifters. They're just small. And while there's a lot of things that I can't do in the strongman world, like I would like to get my strength numbers back there along the way when I get myself back in shape and just feel like I could step into that ring on the way and I, I'd be competing more in the adaptive world anyways but I'd rather be the small guy smashing heavy weight and not winning than the size of all those guys out there still smashing heavy weight and not winning does that make sense I'd rather just be the small because that's kind of where I'm at all the guys that I compete against they're much bigger dudes and I've always been smaller and for years I just plussed up to try to get up to their level 
and it just becomes unhealthy for me. Like, so that's my lifetime goal is to pull 500 pounds at under a buck 85 body weight. And I've got till about 45, 50 years old to do it. So that's why I set it as like a lifetime thing. And the, the coolest thing about lifetime goals is by never achieving my lifetime goal, but keeping it there and chasing it, I'm gonna hit some really awesome benchmarks. Like I'm probably gonna pull 475 again at under 185, which I've never pulled that much at under 205. You know what I mean? So that's a huge weight difference, a huge amount of leverage that I'm losing and that's just a lot of strength that I'm gaining and bracing that I'm gaining to be able to do that lift. So I'm gonna hit this along the way. Um, it's similar to a story that I heard about a, a famous, uh, an amazing weightlifter uh, who along the way, he, he won the Olympics and when a coach and a friend of his asked them like, hey, you know, you won the Olympics, man, congratulations, how do you feel? The guy was bummed out. The reason why he was bummed out is because he set a goal to break the world record in snatch. And in the Olympics, he only broke the world record in the clean and jerk and the total. He didn't break the world record in snatch. He missed that lift and he won the Olympic. So by setting his goal so high as to do something that no one has ever done or thought could be done, he only won the Olympics. So by setting my goal so high at that 500 pound deadlift, which is something that should be unachievable for the adaptations that I have to make and what's going on in my legs and everything, by setting it so high, I'm only going to deadlift 475, 495, or like something that's way above what I should be doing already. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, how I set my lifetime goals. And it doesn't have to be a weightlifting number, but it should be something that's like a competition, a placing, a, a number, whatever it is, something that is going to take you your lifetime to achieve and some serious, serious dedication and work. Yeah. Make sense? Absolutely. So what do we got? World qualifier. That's what it is. That's what it is? Qualify um, for worlds. I no, love that not goal. not qualify. Go. Go I to worlds. I want to go and run worlds. For those of you that don't know about the OCR World Championships, it is it's held in a different location every year. You have to qualify, which means you have to finish top three in your uh, age group uh, for your sex, obviously. I'm not going to hit top three against guys. It ain't going to happen. Um, but then you get an invite, you go out, and it is a 24-hour race. You run for 24 hours, and whoever gets the furthest wins. Uh, so incredibly difficult race, incredibly hard on your on your body, on everything that you've done. Uh, so it's really like a huge test. It's the it's the pinnacle of getting through this stuff for the OCR world. Yep. So that one's a big one for me. And that may take her lifetime. She may not qualify until she's sixty. She may never qualify, but at the same time, she's going to achieve so many goals along the way and just by keeping that goal in mind and keep working towards that she's going to get a bunch of obstacles that she maybe can't do right now her times are going to come down all that stuff she's going to be fit through her through later years because the nice thing about ocr racing is there's age groups and stuff um i should actually talk about another lifetime goal of mine uh, too i'll get to it in a second but there's a lot of things like that so she'll be able to, it's something that allows you to maintain fitness throughout your life because even if you don't qualify at your age group now, you still got the 40-year-old age group, 50, and so on and so forth. So a lot of things that you can keep chipping away at that lifetime goal. I like that one a lot. What do you think? 
I think. Well, what were your ideas before when you're like, I could uh, suggest something? So, so with you, Kelly, like, I, I feel you in in, in the weightlifting thing. Like, I, I I really think that you're built for the strongman stuff, but specifically, like, I know that the the deadlift has been like one of your babies. You really like that lift. Um, simultaneously, like, I think that you move well for Olympic lifting too. I'd like to see you jump in and stuff like that along the way. But I think that you should set, similar to my goal, I think that you should set a lifetime deadlift goal. And I think it should be heavier than what you think. Because realistically, we have an athlete, Nikki, who can pull 315 and is similar in size to, to Coach Kelly over here and similar in physique and build. And the reason why she got there was she's real, she's always been an athlete and everything, but some real dedicated effort to a program and everything and just digging and gritting through. And you've got that sort of like, we've talked about it before, you've got that sort of mental wherewithal. So I think that realistically, in your lifetime, if you dedicate to fitness, if you keep chasing it down, I think that looking at like a definitely a 300 plus pound deadlift is a good place to start and then if you for whatever reason get there you know if we get to that 315 pull then we can just reassess and be like oh wow we got here maybe make it a 400 make it like an elite number something that you're really really chasing once we get bought into that uh, i think that would be a good one but for a lifetime goal i don't this is another guy coming in Ron. Oh, Coach Ron. Oh, Coach Ron. Perfect. We'll get him in talking about goals. You got to unlock it. Yeah, that's Uh, my hot seat. So I think that that's a good one. And I I still think that uh, what we talked about earlier, that three time a week thing, uh, the three time a week thing that we had talked about getting those training sessions in, you can also take that and just expand that through your lifetime. Be like, right. I still want to be 65 years old training three days a week. Right. Which actually brings me to what my, my other lifetime goal, I know I had that deadlift one, but I, I tell everybody, I want to be at 85 years old, able to still box squat my body weight to a parallel box. All right, that's a big deal because of how trashed my knees are from when I got blown up and everything. Yeah. So if I can still do that, and if I can't do my body weight, if I weigh like 160 or something around then, I can't do it, I would like to be able to do my age. So if I can do like 85 pounds at an 85-year-old man for five to a box at parallel, that is a lifetime goal, and I'm going to have to work very difficult and very hard to be able to achieve that. Another thing like that, because you and me, we're not as competitive with fitness anymore. I was, and you haven't gotten, really not, but I'm retired, and you've never been. You're just using fitness as like a way of life and to, to help it because it's good for you. That's a good way to set up a goal, too, to say, hey, at, you know, when I'm 85 years old, I want to still be able to squat. I still want to be able to do, you know, 50 kettlebell swings and stuff like that. Like those Jenny rips out kettlebell swings in here and stuff. Those are some good ones, too, that you can look at in a long-term fitness and stuff. So, because if you're doing that in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, you've definitely done that three days a week worth of work. Mm-hmm. You can't just get into your 60s and start, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you have to be fit before that. I mean, you can and you should, but it's going to take a lot longer. Right. So, that's that. Well, we got him. Hey, Ron, come over here. Come join our video. So, we got one of our coaches over here, and we're talking about goal setting and stuff. Ron, what's up? We're talking right now about basically three phases of goal setting. We have our macro goal, the big one for the year. We have our meso goal, sort of the stuff that we kind of got to do along the way to get to that goal. And then our micro goal, something that we can kind of 
turn on and off any point in time. Like if you want to add 10 pounds to a lift that you haven't really chipped, like how you're working on your clean, you want to put yeah. maybe 10 pounds on a clean or a kilo on a clean. That's something you can do in like a month. You know what I mean? A dedicated effort versus like, you know, a significant weight loss goal or, you know, stringing together 10 muscle up. That might be something you got a lot of thing to get through. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? What do you got for some, your big goal, middle goal, and, and, and a small um, goal? Well, my big goal is to, I mean, I'm going to be 54, so my Woo. big goal is to just, like you just said a couple seconds ago, is to be able to keep moving. Um, you know, I want to be able to, and then when I'm 60, still like bend over and tie my shoes. Oh, he'll be, he'll be fine. Stuff. He's going to the CrossFit Games at 60. Um, wait. And just, you know, just being able to functionally move um, at this point, uh, just keep going. And maybe some other goals, like you said, I want to like get some heavier cleans. I want to, um, I want to do some half marathons this year. Right. I want to, I want to probably do the New Bedford half and, uh, maybe the Cape Cod half this year, do a couple of half marathons. Um, cause I used to run a lot, but I really don't run that much anymore. And after doing Clovis a couple of weeks ago and I just had my <laughs> problem, yeah, I did. was like, all right, I can start running again. There you, you go. Know? Um, but I found that, you know, if you just keep a constant diet of CrossFit, um, it kind of keeps your cardio where it should be anyway. You know, so stuff. Do you have anything? Um, you have like a fitness thing? Like, uh, you got to get chipping away at that muscle up. Maybe we can get you yeah, up lower. I want to do either a muscle up. Um, yeah, muscle up would be the big thing. I know. Yeah. So for Ron, if I was thinking to give him a path to the muscle up, the muscle up, because he doesn't have one right now, it's pretty strong and everything, but it's, He's got some shoulder things along the way. What we would do, we would set the muscle up as almost like a macro goal for a year or say maybe like five muscle up, something mm -hmm. like that. And then the meso goal needs to be attaining the muscle up. And then our micro goal needs to be stability on the rings. Because right now, Ron loses stability on the, the rings, fine on like the matadors and stuff mm -hmm. and on the pull-up bar, but on the rings, he loses some of that stability. So micro goals might be something along the lines of like a small muscle up progression, like a month or two's worth of a progression. And then once we get him to that point where he's stable, now we start working on the actual first muscle up. That's our meso goal. Because you're a good athlete, you've been doing this for a while, I think we can get that in like three to six months, maybe nine months. And then the macro goal would be stringing together like five. Yeah, that's that just good. dedicated work and stuff. That would be kind of how that goes along the way too, and that's all we're doing. We're kind of yeah. showing people like how to set their goal from here, and then work your way back so you can build mm -hmm. in those lanes and stuff. Yeah, and like on the maybe like the um, the CrossFit Open, you know, this year I did like the first three workouts, I think RX, and then the last two were scaled. So yeah. I bet I I would like to get all five weeks in at RX. You know what I mean? And to to be fair, guys, when Ron did those first three weeks at RX, like your scores were no joke. They were they were competitive scores. They weren't like necessarily the top of the New England area, but you weren't no slouch. You were you were up there, man, for your age group and stuff. And you're you're now a year away from going up another age group, which means right, it's gonna yeah. be easier to achieve. Though. Not easier because your age gets up there too and stuff. But those numbers come down a little bit. What's expected? Ron's fitness is still coming up though, so. We could very much expect to see him over those next couple of years if we get some of those movements in and stuff. Mm -hmm. Never know where this guy's going to go. Like I said, I think at, at 60 years old, we're going to see this guy, you know, out in Madison or wherever <laughs> oh, the crimes are at. <laughs> so, that's Hopefully, I'll be retired by then. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, lifetime goal? Lifetime goal for? Yeah, like I set one to be able to either squat my body weight, and if it's just too much at that point, be able to squat 
my age at 85. Like 85, I want to be able to box squat because you know how bad my knee is yeah. and everything. Yeah. I want to be able to box squat to parallel at least 85 pounds. Right, right, right. Five. Yeah, I just want to be able to functionally move, like I said, you know, all the way to when it's time for that wheelchair. You, you know what I mean? Sure. I want to be able to functionally move and be able to move and, and still help people that uh, are trying to attain that goal also. You know? Well, thanks for poking in on this one, man. I appreciate it. Let you get back to your workout. Thanks. All right, guys. Hey, Coach, get back over here. Signing off here. All right, guys, like I said, it was going to be a little bit longer one. I'm sorry at the beginning we kept losing our connection. Hopefully plenty of you guys got found your way back over to us to see the good information on this thing. You're leaning in all like, hey, guys. Um, So uh, that's it. That's across the board this week. Again, we covered down a bunch of goal-setting stuff. Remember, if you missed last week's on how to recap your year, maybe go back and watch that one, too. It'll help you a lot. Um, Good stuff, guys. I want to know what your goals are, too. If you're one of my athletes and you saw this, come to me. Talk about, like, let let us work with you on how to set those up appropriately. Some people, as as you saw, like, don't exactly know. Even when we're coaches, we don't exactly know the process of how to go, where to start, where to end, and what fits where and stuff. So we can definitely help you along the way with that, help you achieve those goals. That's what we're all about here, getting people to those goals. Yep. If you want to find our our prior episodes, we are now on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, or anything that streams podcasts. They're yep. now up, labeled across the board. Yep. We're getting Go more of those learn, up. Learn what we know. Yeah. Get more of what we know. And we're going to be next week, actually, we have a cool episode. I believe we're doing an interview. I have another adaptive athlete that trains here. Uh, came to me, um, what was it last, like May or June, somewhere around there. Uh, awesome athlete, him and his wife. He suffers from Parkinson's disease. Um, he's a, a wealth of information in that world. He does a lot of stuff in that community as well. And he's bringing some of that stuff here. We're going to be talking a little bit about sort of uh, sort of the ups and downs of being an adaptive athlete and when you just get smacked upside the head with some of this stuff and how we cope and overcome some of those things. So it's going to be more of an inspirational episode next week, I think, at least for, for most of you guys. I'm probably not going to have my two co-hosts here because I'll have a, a partner, an adaptive partner in crime on that one. They'll be kicking around making sure that I behave and stuff. I might poke in, but, you know, for the most part, it's just going to be me and Mike going after it and uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys next week um little things at the gym we don't really have a whole lot going on in january just make sure if you're one of my members you switched your stuff ach um or else we're charging you more and uh we'll keep you guys posted on any events and stuff that are coming up along the way you guys have anything else that's it. All right. The well, then that's all we got, guys. This is across the board, episode thirteen, and we're reminding you to go to the gym. Go to the gym. Thanks for joining, folks. Oh, I missed the button. I know it takes me so long to do it. <laughs>